Ventures in Contracting. I am your host, Leona Charles, CEO and President of SPC Business Consulting, where we do all things government contracting. Today, we're going to have a little bit of a different format. Vivica is not with us, so it's just going to be me talking about a lot of things having to do with contracts that matter to us most. Uh, First and foremost, uh, you can hear our episodes on SoundCloud at Adventures in Contracting, on our website at spcconsulting.org, or you can follow us, send us messages, comments, and topic requests at either our Twitter handle at contracting underscore in or Facebook and LinkedIn, or Pinterest at Adventures in Contracting. So let's get right into today's episode. And what I want to talk about is kind of the thing that is on everybody's mind, which is JEDI. So for those of you that are not, are not familiar with JEDI, JEDI is the Joint Enterprise Defense in- Infrastructure Contract, the acronym JEDI, uh, that was put out a couple years ago, um, which the Department of Defense was looking for one provider to provide a cloud computing environment and infrastructure for the entire DOD. So in 2019, when uh, Amazon lost and took it very badly, they decided to protest and sue the government. Um, and it, it's been ongoing. It was never, uh, it was awarded to Microsoft, but Microsoft never actually got to perform on the contracts because Amazon uh, was not happy with the outcome. So it was, it was announced a couple of weeks ago that Jedi was going to be scrapped and was going to come back in some new reincarnation. And the reason was uh, DOD stated that Jedi no longer met, met their needs or uh, due to the involve the evolving requirements, increased cloud uh, conversancy and, and industry advances. So basically, um, the contract that they wrote can't keep up with the current environment that we're in, uh, the cloud requirements and the new security requirements, CMMC and, and the evolving NIST standards. It can't keep up with it the way it was written previously. So we're going to scrap it and we're going to start again. Um, if you if you are familiar with Jedi, then you know that there are a couple of, of really loud conversations about how unfair it was for small businesses in particularly, um, because the requirements of the contract were very restrictive and cost prohibitive for small businesses to effectively bid on, which is why you had two kind of Goliaths and Amazon and Microsoft bidding for it. So um what has happened is the step back has really worked, I think, in small businesses' favor because now some of the main arguments that were put forward in the original Jedi contract are kind of first and foremost to the discussion on how it's going to be reincarnated and what that's going to entail um, and how we can carve out little pieces. So we're going to talk a little bit about what those little pieces are, how small businesses can position themselves to be a part of this new contract, and what we should probably be expecting. So first, let's talk about what were those, what were those criticisms? What were people saying? Well, the first thing that people were saying was the lack of competition, right? So the way that Jedi was previously written, um, really only big boys could play in the sandbox. There were, there was no room for 
the little guys or the smaller businesses in anything other than a subcontractor capacity. It was just too large of a contract. Everything was bundled into it. You know, the cloud computing, the security, the infrastructure, the hardware, everything was bundled. Um, And when I'm saying bundled, it's exactly what it sounds like. The government has taken a shine to taking contracts, a bunch of small contracts and rolling them into one large contract. And as you know, most businesses are not a one-stop shop, right? There's there's hardly any businesses that are like, well, yeah, I can do everything all at once. I mean, maybe some can, but very few do it and very and even fewer do it very well. So this is an ongoing issue that we have with government contracts. It's this tendency to take a bunch of small ones to under the auspice that we're going to make it a little easier to manage, a little less paperwork, a little less reporting, a little less administrative requirements, um, and bundle it into one large contract so that one team can continuously manage it. The problem is, is when you bundle contracts like this, you don't actually eliminate any of those reporting requirements and you don't actually streamline it. But what you do do is take it to one single team that now has to manage everything in addition to the other contracts they're managing. So it's neither effective nor efficient, but the government loves to do it. Um, The, the second main issue that a lot of people had with Jedi was the, the uh, competition factor, right? So the thought that, it could only be between Amazon and Microsoft is is laughable. And it really hits on two points that the government is now figuring out, right? One is when you, when you throw a contract to a particular vendor, what you get is a lot of proprietary software and, and proprietary processes and, and uh, programs. What that means is that the government is effectively locked into a relationship with this vendor for the duration of the contract and beyond, because if it's proprietary, no one else can come in and service it. No one else can come in and do any uh, tweaks to the software to make it, you know, to specialize it, to work with whatever programs or whatever offices you are now creating that are going to want to use newer technology. Only that awarded vendor will be able to come in and add these pieces to the puzzle. Two, I can't add on anything to it, right? So as my office grows and as our mission grows and changes, I'm not able to adapt this software because it's proprietary to the ever-changing needs of the DOD. So that wasn't something that they considered. And FAR Part 6 requires a fair and open competition as much as reasonably possible for the government. And it specifically says that... um, Contracting officers shall provide for full and open competition through the use of competitive procedures. So when you are creating a contract that is bundled, what you're not doing is fair and open, right? What you're doing is really kind of restricting the competition between people who have these very, very specific programs. And usually it's only one or two, and that's really not competition, right? That's just... um, the lesser of two evils, in my opinion. And so there are so many small firms that are innovative, that kind of have their pul- their their hands on the pulse of technology, what's happening, uh, security, are nimble enough to move. Microsoft and Amazon are not nimble enough to, to 
deal with a lot of the cybersecurity issues that that we have. As we've seen in the last couple of months, Microsoft with the virus on their 365 and Amazon with the many times that they've been compromised, they are just too big to nimbly deal with cyber warfare in the way that DOD wants them to. So we've talked a little bit about how how the government views risk and the government as a rule is risk averse, meaning that they would rather go with the devil they know, which is why they were tailoring this to Amazon or Microsoft, because the government and contracts is used to having a huge vendor sit on, sit on site in a government office with lots of butts in the seat, um, billing exorbitant hours, working on something day in and day out, nine to five. That's what they're used to. Now, in the private sector, that's not how we roll, right? The private sector, when we get someone to take care of our cybersecurity, we fully expect that they're remote and they're tapping into our systems and they're guarding our systems from their their facility. It's like a little a little uh, voice in a headset, right? That's telling us, no, you can't do that. No, you can't do that. Or when we try to send an email, it says, ah, no, you can't do it. The government's not used to operating like that. So they put this Jedi contract out using old school ideals and old school expectations. And I think what they've been hit with is the realization that this is 2021. Um, We are living in a cloud-based environment. And with Amazon being the type of person that the type of vendor where you can click and get things, the ideal that they need to sit in one spot in order to effectively manage a contract is outdated. And I think what, what has occurred to them is that this is really a way for Amazon to kind of build the government indefinitely for something that they may not need. So what I applaud the government in doing is taking a step back and saying, well, is this really the best way for us to look at this contract? Is this the best thing that we could do? Are there things that we need to think about? Are there different ways to approach this? And from my perspective, yes. The answer is absolutely, totally yes. There are a million different ways that you can approach this, particularly when you're looking at things like uh, the user experience, when you're looking at um, risk management, when you're looking at cybersecurity. These are all things that, in my opinion, Amazon and Microsoft, neither one of them do very well. But smaller firms do really, really well. And one of the places where they're actually putting a lot of their um, their focus and their energy into is the baking industry because they have really good controls, right? They have really, really good uh, technology and risk management controls. So they're looking at that and they're looking at retail who ha- have a lot of you know security protocols that the government is not aware of. So I think... This is a great thing that they've pulled it back. It's a little late, in my opinion, because millions of dollars have been spent in putting out Jedi the way that it it was previously, but better late than never. So at least they got the message that, hey, we don't need to bundle this contract into one big contract, one big contract that only two providers can can effectively perform. Now we can take it apart and see what what can be managed. The good thing for small businesses is 
this does not do away with set-asides. A big bundle contract, yeah, it would have had set-asides, but the requirements would have been so complicated that there's no way those set-asides would have been reached. And if they if they had any chance of being reached, it would have been to a very, very, very closed minority of subcontractors. So by them pulling this contract back, retooling it, re- rethinking about the ways it could be done and what could be expected to happen, what they've effectively done is opened up the playing field a bit for small businesses, particularly small businesses in the cybersecurity space. So this is good news. So now here comes the bad news, right? The bad news is you can bet your bottom dollar that the only small firms that are going to be able to perform on this new on Jedi 2.0 are going to be firms that are CMM, CMMC certified level four or five. You can bet your bottom dollar. So there is going to be an upfront cost. And I think, I don't remember exactly, so don't quote me on the, on the cost, but I think what you're looking at is probably at least 10 to 15 grand to get ready and get certified. And also there's a time frame. It's not up and running completely yet when it is. Um, I'm sure there's going to be a waiting list. So that's going to have to factor into small businesses uh, response times. You know, are we going to be certified in enough time to perform on this contract? Because you're not going to even be able to bid if you don't have that. So that has to that has to factor into kind of your bid or no bid decision when you're looking at something like this. Am I going to be able to do it? Um, maybe, maybe not. I don't know, but it's going to depend on whether or not I can get the certification, whether or not I can have it in time to put a proposal together, whether or not I have the controls, whether or not I have the experience, whether or not I have the infrastructure to make this happen. So this is a big contract, no doubt about it. It's all of DOD. It's going to be a heavy lift. What I would love to see and what I think is totally possible in something like this is to see a consortium of small businesses or a joint venture of some kind of small businesses band together to make this happen. I think it could work and I think it would be much better than any solution that could be offered from Microsoft or Amazon. I just don't think that they understand the type of what's the word I'm looking for? I don't think that they, they, they understand that the type of, of motion that's necessary for DOD. If you think about all of the, the, the missions that the DOD has going on right now and, and some of the places that they're in, I don't know that Amazon understands how to be nimble enough to provide the type of, of computing power they need. You know, I think Amazon is well-versed in, delivery and logistics, but I don't think they're well-versed in the war games. And I don't think they're well-versed in, um, uh, being in, 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 uh, war zones where they're actively being fired on. I don't know that Amazon has that cut, that type of mentality. Now they, they have been going on a hiring spree, hiring all of these old DOD folks. Um, and to some degree that's helpful, but what I would like to think is that, the old guard in Amazon or the old guard in DOD and in contracting is going away. I would like to think that um, the new, the new younger version of the DOD that's coming up really has a bigger expectation placed on um, 
on experience and practical application rather than shiny toys and a lot of money. And I just went to space and I'm a big deal. Right. So this is my hope. Um, I'm hoping that it, it comes out this way. I'm super excited that Jedi has been pulled off and retooled and is being retooled. So I think we still have to wait and see ultimately what's going to be the final product. But I think for small businesses, for fair and open competition and for set asides, this is a great thing. This is a way for small businesses to get in on the ground running. This is a way for us to shape how this looks. And if we can put to them a joint venture or a consortium of small businesses that really shows them what small businesses can do and the type of power and uh, internal structure and control we can bring, I think we can really unseat these big guys. So I'm really super excited about this. I think great things will come of it. I have so many hopes, so many hopes and so many dreams for it. But um, what I want you to focus on is that there's a Jedi 2.0 coming out. And that means get your teams together now, start talking about what that means. Start with the old Jedi proposal, uh, request for proposals. Start with that one. Start outlining those requirements. Start talking to your teammates and your partners about how you could have done that and what you would have done differently. Start lining up your certifications. Start lining up your security protocols. Start putting them together so that even if you don't have the official passing, you can still say that I am CMMC compliant and that will get you to the front. Start positioning yourself as a small business, as a small business that is winnable. You know, put it together, get your partners, get all your ducks in a row. It's coming out. It's going to be retooled. They didn't give a timeline on when they expect a new release. So start now, start now tearing apart that Jedi RFP and seeing where you could play, what areas you are a player in and the areas that you don't have a footprint in, start compiling your partners now so that you are a viable option for the Department of Defense. Don't make yourself easily disqualified. Make yourself a contender and get in there and take this from Amazon, Amazon and Microsoft because they shouldn't have it in the, in the first place. It should be a small business success. Because we're the ones that are nimble enough to make this a reality. And we have the innovation and the foresight to figure out how to make this run with a minimal amount of money and a minimal amount of, of hardware, right? And that's what they're looking for. Because they can't lug an entire um, uh, IT department out in, you know, into war. So it's got to be something that is is portable too. So let's put our heads together. I can't wait to see what we come up with. I can't wait to see some of the suggestions that are going to be thrown to DOD. And I can't wait to hear more about what they're thinking. As soon as we get a, fr uh, a first draft of, um, of an RFI coming out for it, um, we'll do an episode of it and, and dissect it. But in the meantime, what I would suggest and my takeaway from this is the opportunity is there. Go get the, the RFP, start taking it apart, put your potential team, your dream team together, put your, uh, your second string together and put the people that ride the bench together, get them all on there, figure out who's going to do what, get your roles and responsibilities done, 
get your pricing done now, figure out how much it's going to cost you and what your margins need to be, figure out what your fully loaded prices are and start building a proposal now that has been pulled off the street. Do not wait for them to drop it. Uh, Well, thank you guys for listening to my rant and my random excitement about Jedi. I really appreciate it. If you have any comments, please drop us a line on either uh, Twitter, Facebook, or LinkedIn and let us know how you feel about the, the episode. And until next time, thanks guys. 